This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. One of the upsides in doing a show at uh, Capital Broadcasting Studios here in Raleigh is they are extremely well-equipped. We have high-digital uh, televisions bringing us not only our show, so I can see myself, yeah. but multiple TVs. And at the uh, joiner coming back, you can understand why gold would be mad and get distracted. Exactly. Uh, one of the downsides of that good technology is there are games on, right? So when Definitely. I planned today's show, I put a bunch of stuff in there between 12 and 2, and then I was like, after 2 o'clock, the Duke game will be on, and uh, I'll just give play-by-play play to that, right? Yeah, there like, you go. Because I, I mean, just want to watch the game. I guess, yeah. Um, but yeah, so it, it can be a little distracting. And you feel a little justified because you're like, well, I'm doing a sports show. And I'm so talking I'm, sports. I need to know if the, the, the sports are happening, right. whether, you know, whether it's w- World Cup. Normally, the sports are happening at night or on a weekend, but with World Cup, they were you know happening in real time. Yep. Same is true with the bowl games. Uh, if it happens in the Duke game, I'll let you know because I will be watching. Yeah. But yes, I may not right be paying best too. attention. Uh, if something happens tonight during the Holiday Bowl, you'll find out about it from Ross Martin's Twitter feed. Follow him on Twitter at Ross Martin underscore IC. What's going on, Martin? How you doing? Hey, what's up, man? It's been a while. It's, Happy to hear your voice. It's good to hear you as well. I got to start here. Far be it from me to um, uh, tell Inside Carolina how to run their business, but I don't see how San Diego and Ross Martin were not put together in uh, late December. That seems like a match made in heaven. You could have been walking around there with a uh, short sleeve oh. shirt buttoned, you know, just above your belly button, cruising the beach. Like, how did you not end up in San Diego, my man? Yeah, I, I, they offered to send me. Um, I could be there. I declined. You know, there's there's stuff going on here as well. Um, it's a long trip. It's a long, expensive trip. And uh, you know, decided not to go. We have Adam Smith out there. Adam Smith, Taylor yeah. Zippolis, and our photographer Jim Hawkins. Yes, yeah, yes. I'm sure photographer will do a great job, and like Adam Smith is an as a extremely nice guy, good friend, and a great writer. But he just doesn't have the aura that you would walking around San Diego. <laughs> There's just no way that Smith can deliver uh, on 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 that type of uh, promise. I needed Ross Martin in the element of San Diego. So anyway, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's, the weather's there's nice. It's like 68, 69, 70 degrees out there, and it's like what been 30s and. I know. Cold here. Would have been good. Would have been nice for you. Uh, a lot of the discussion between the end of Carolina's last game and when they played tonight uh, have involved the words transfer portal. Uh, guys have left. Is, is this a problem for UNC or is this just this is what happens uh, in all big-time programs right now? How do you see it? Yeah, I mean, UNC had a lot of people enter, but they, they're only really missing Storm Duck and Tony Grimes and Cam Kelly. That's three starters in the defensive secondary. Um, you know, Storm Duck's the biggest loss. He could have come back for an extra year. He won't play in the bowl game. But other than that, it was people who just didn't play. I think that's you see that a lot with a lot of teams in college football. Um, you're seeing guys who want another chance somewhere else. So there, there are a lot of people in from North Carolina. You know, numbers are, I think, you know, double-digit numbers. But there's the really only impact is in the secondary with, with Storm Duck. You know, it would be cool for him to play against Oregon with that last name. But um, you're going to miss the three stars back there. But other than that, I mean, Josh Downs, who's opted to enter the sure. NFL draft and opt out of the bowl game, that, that's a big loss. I mean, he's been one of the best wide receivers in the country for the last two years. So they'll feel that, um, especially next year, too, losing him because he's been a difference maker on that side of the ball. But really missing the, the secondary. 
You'll have some young guys get a glimpse of next year's team with what the secondary will look like tonight. Um, what about, and, and yes, Downs obviously is different. That's not transfer portal. And I think people have come to understand guys who have, you know, they're, they're making million dollar considerations as to where their draft will be and an injury can change those things. And that's a little bit different. But uh, in the transfer portal specific, and I'm going to talk to Chip Patterson more generally about this uh, uh, you know, a little bit later. Obviously, it works both ways. Guys come into the transfer portal. But is there any internal discussion for UNC about, well, is there. Is there a reason guys left, and, and is it something we're trying to? Is it something that's causing a change or an examination, or is that, or is it just looked at as this is kind of the new way of the world? You're gonna have a crop of dudes leave, and we're gonna bring in a crop of guys, and we're not too stressed about it because that's just how it happens now. Yeah, it's just the way of the world. Uh, Mac Brown said it said it best. You know, he says if you date, we're gonna date. You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna look around and, and leave and, and search for better options, we're gonna do the same thing. So. You know, UNC has been a little more hesitant and conservative in their pursuits of transfers over the last two or three years. But this year, they already have, um, I think, six commitments, you know, before January uh, to come in. So they've gone out and, and got some some good players from the, the group of five. They got a transfer from Georgia Tech, a transfer from Virginia Tech. You know, some of the – you either get, like, guys who haven't played much or, or looking just for a change. In the Power Five, you're looking for like standouts in the group of five. So they got a Coastal Carolina center. They got a really good wide receiver from Kent State. We had a big game against Georgia. Um, so they've been a little more aggressive. I think I don't know if that's you know UNC being a little more lenient or who they let in because that, that was the trouble before. You know, trying to figure out who they could get in with with hours and what can be transferable. But they got to be aggressive. It's the way of the world. You have to build your roster. You have to build depth because if you lose players, you got to replace them. And that's what they've been doing. Ross Martin joining us from inside Carolina. Uh, is there a – I think the return of the Mac era has been successful. There have been letdowns, obviously, uh, along the way. There's times where there was a chance to get a big win that would take your program to a next level. But overall, if you step back and you're, like, returning to bowl games, you know, getting a 10-win season, uh, getting national buzz, big-time big, big time game talk, obviously the Mac era has been successful. Mac's also getting – older does he ever talk about what the end plan is i mean I, I, no, nobody thinks that max rushing out the door but also nobody thinks mac brown's going to coach for another 10 years what is there ever any discussion about um how the mac era ends in the next i don't know three to five years i'm not i'm not i'm not trying to, to bring it to an end i'm just curious sort of how they um it, it's been a a good relationship for both sides, right? Mac Brown returned to college football. Yeah. I think it's been good to people and it's brought energy and wins back to North Carolina. Uh, where does it go and, and what's the best way to put a bow on the Mac Brown era, even if it is five years from now? Yeah, there's not been much discussion, you know, kind of asked sometimes off the record. I mean, there's no plan to retire. It's kind of similar to, to Roy Williams. Like you, you knew it was coming yeah. at some point because that can't go forever. But there was never, you know, because it affects recruiting if you say you're going to retire in, in a year or say you're going to retire in two years. So Mac has a, um, he has like kind of a rolling one-year extension every year. So he has like a five-year contract. That's what they do to kind of keep security and, gotcha. and, and save face there. But look, he could retire, you know, it could be after this season. It could be in, in one year, it could be in two years. We don't know. The energy, you know, is still there. He's still sharp. Um, it's definitely, he definitely has more of a CEO role like, like it was when he got here. I mean, he's not super, super involved in terms of game planning and the X and O's and knowing exactly what the offense and defense does. But to your first first point, it has been successful. It's raised the floor 
of UNC football. You know, they won five games um, the last two years of Larry Fedora, and they've been to a bowl game now four straight seasons. The recruiting and talent level has been better. Um, I think fans are disappointed in the defensive play, and they haven't really won a signature win. You know, they've, they've lost three games to Notre Dame. Um, they lost to Clemson now twice. You know, this game against Oregon, I think, would be kind of a signature win. They've, they've yet to have that big victory. Yep. I think that's what fans are kind of pining for. Um, so it, it's, he's, got, he's raised the floor, but he hasn't taken the next step in getting to the point where you're in the top 25 every week and you're beating uh, ranked teams. And honestly, in the Coastal and the ACC, you don't play many ranked teams, right? You don't have that many chances. <laughs> yeah. But every, every time um, they, haven't, um, they haven't won. UNC and Oregon have never met before. Uh, obviously, when you get down to these historical things, they don't really matter because these players wouldn't have known if they met in like 1975 one time or whatever anyway. Uh, but I found it a little odd. I know UNC is without guys, including like Josh Downs, obviously just a huge weapon. And I know uh, the team doesn't talk about point spread. I was a little surprised when I looked and saw this as like a two-touchdown game. Is there anything yeah. that would lead you to – understand where that came from other than just people seeing headlines of guys who aren't playing the game and reacting and just uh and saying oh well then if whoever's got is better at strength we're going to give the nod to them that that seemed like a big margin for me adam gold here with my man coach pete deruta capital financial advisory group are most of your clients hands-on or they just give you their money and let it work for them about 90% give the money and then we meet every year to, and go through status reports, sure. have a financial pit stop, making sure everything's fine. It is like a puzzle, Adam, but for the next 10 of you, we'll solve your own retirement puzzle at no cost or obligation. Call and claim your comprehensive review with Coach Pete and the team, 888-843-0013 or text ADAM to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. Yeah, so I think this stat is, is critical. Oregon has given up four sacks the whole year which is number one in the country. So they have an awesome offensive line. They can run the ball. They have a really good quarterback in Bo Nix. They have a really good offense, just like UNC. But they're not giving up the sacks at all. And UNC cannot rush the passer. Neither can Oregon. Both have only gotten 16 sacks, which is like 128th in the nation. So it's kind of good offense versus good offense. And then, you know, bad offense versus kind of bad offense. Oregon's has sorry, bad, bad defense versus kind of bad defense. Right. With, uh, with Oregon being like 75th in nation total defense. So I think uh, Notre Dame's offense is going to be dominant against a really bad UNC defense, and that's going to be the difference there. I think it will be a high-scoring game. Uh, I think Drake will be able to move the ball. Um, I think Kobe Paysauer will step in for Josh Downs. They'll be able to run the ball a little bit and throw the ball like usual like they have all year. But I, I don't think UNC can be able to stop um, Oregon in terms of their rushing attack, their passing attack. I mean, you give it four sacks. That's just that's, – the whole year, yeah. man, just stands out to me. Yeah. Um, so that's where you get the big number from. I think it did down to 13 today. I don't know why that happened. Um, but it is because, a big number. That's, that's a because, lot of points there, Hayes. Because everybody looked and was like, whoa, 14's way too many. So some people actually took the points. Uh, so it started moving back down. But no, that, that does seem. Uh, jokes aside, just a behind-the-curtain type thing. Um, outlets, many outlets that used to never talking about gambling do talk about it now. I mean, ESPN has the the point spread, you know, in the scroll where they're telling you the games. How, do you guys uh, have you guys started incorporating more gambling discussion? Is that something that you uh, talk about in articles and on podcasts at Inside Carolina? I think we'll have the you know spread and the over under and articles here and there. We don't like have like a 
gambling show or a gambling article. Right. I don't think we ever shied away from mentioning the spread either. I think that was mostly like, you know, ABC-related family programs. Sure. Um, but it's certainly part of the uh, discussion now. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and I think everybody's aware of the, the points yeah, yeah, yeah. or the, the spread. I think, you know, I don't, I'm not sure if players and coaches are, but everybody else is very aware of that. And I'm sure, I'm sure Mac Brown is playing up this underdog thing. Right, um, right, right. I mean, I'm sure that's, that's the talking point in the locker room all week. That'll be the talking point. The pregame speech. I mean, no one expects you to win. No one expects you to be here. All this stuff. And try to find some motivation because they need that after last year's um, disaster against South Carolina in the Mayo Bowl. They need to come out and, and and look a little better against Oregon. Yeah, Ross Martin joining us from inside Carolina. I know we got ACC basketball actually creeping up at the end of the week, uh, but I'm going to just keep it football since we've uh, been trying to be true to these bowl games. Uh, my my final question: How does did, did, was there anything North Carolina did in the offseason between, uh, say I'll get the years wrong, but the year that they came in preseason number 10 and then obviously didn't quite meet those expectations, this will be another year where I don't know exactly where they'll be rated preseason, but because uh, college football seems to be so quarterback-driven and they will have one of the most hyped quarterbacks, they will be kind of a hype team. Do you think Mac or anybody in the program, including marketing or whoever, will do anything different with uh, you know the Drake May hype than they did with the Sam Howell hype in order to uh, in, in, in the off season? Yeah, Heisman campaigns are interesting. You know, UNC kicked off the Drake May Heisman campaign about mid-season. Yeah, I think it was right after the like the weight game or, or right after the Virginia game, like right when you know things are rolling, and then he ended up they ended up losing three straight to Georgia Tech State and Clemson. Um, I don't think he won after they they ran that uh <laughs> they ran that graphic video for Heisman campaign. So I, I think you were you have to be pretty hesitant about Heisman campaigns and stuff. I mean, certainly Drake May is going to be the poster boy for college football. ACC football, he should be preseason ACC player of the year next year after winning it this year. Sure. Um, so he'll be, you know, the marketing guy all all off season. But I doubt they'll push Heisman until you know UNC is five and one or or six and one or something like that um, next year. They have a tough schedule next year, and it's so so hard for a team like Carolina to win the Heisman. Um, but I think with, with with Sam Howell, they started preseason with it. I mean, they started like in the off season about a Heisman campaign, so. I imagine it'll be a little bit more lean. I mean, state state started kind of kind of last year, right? For Leary, I believe sure. as well. So it's an interesting thing. But yeah, I mean, you see where UNC is next year. They they return a lot on offense. I think the offense can be just as good next year. The defense, though, is always a question. I think people are starting to realize like they don't play good good defense at UNC. And <laughs> that's holding them back the last four years. So unless something changes there, like I don't know how you can put this team in the top ten even yeah. with. Drake May, um, especially like limping into the offseason, limping into 2023. Yep, that's pretty smart. I, I, yeah, you're right. That's probably the best thing they can do to keep their next year expectations down is to lose their final three games, th- throw a bowl game loss in there, and that, that'll do it just fine. Uh, but uh, I, I regret for you and for all of us that you aren't out in San Diego. Uh, to give us live updates in person, but uh, we can still follow you on Twitter for insights to the game at Ross Martin underscore IC and check out uh, all the writing that they're doing over there about the game, about football, and of course, moving into basketball season. Ross, we appreciate the time. I wish you'd come on yesterday. We were going through uh, the top 30. I was only looking for top 10. Most purchased ABC store items in North Carolina for the year 2022. Do you want to take a cr- crack at what number one was? 
Most purchased ABC item in 2021, 2022? Yeah. Like, uh, I think Fireball's done. Is it, uh, man, that's tough. Uh, uh, I'll go Fireball. Fireball was, like, number seven. I thought you might get it because, like, you're in the age where it's, like, the 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 one that everybody drinks. Everybody's. If I told you it's a vodka, what would you guess? Oh, is it high? Is it high noon? No. Well, see, I, I didn't see high noon on there. I feel like they were clarifying that one a little bit different. But it, this was all basically stuff that comes in bottles. Okay, what is it? Tito's. Come on, man. Tito's. Thought you were cool. That's the rival of my sponsorship with Blue Shark Vodka. Oh well, I, sorry, I didn't know that. I didn't know you had a uh, Blue Shark sponsorship vodka. My bad. <laughs> uh, enjoy the game and uh, enjoy the rest of 2022. Have a happy New Year, my man. Hey man, see you next year. Follower of follow him on Twitter. Ask Ross. Ross. <laughs> He's got me all tripped up now. Mm-hmm. At Ross Martin underscore IC. I forgot. I forgot. Like you know, you know it's coming on like the 30th and 31st. I forgot. Yep. We are now in. See you next year. Watch. Oh yeah. Which means like, oh, I might just see you in two. What, what do you mean? I'll see you on Monday. That's right. next That's year. Technically next year. Oh yeah, I've been hearing this stuff for a couple of weeks because as as you've noticed, there's not a lot of people in the building. Yep. yep. So last, last week people see were yeah. See you next see year. year. Why well, am I going to see you for a year? No, I'll see you in a week, but it'll be next year. Yeah. Ross Martin's a good dude. <laughs>